You accept our worship this morning, accept our praise from our praise to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Uh, Let us open the Bible. Good morning to everybody. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Bless your name. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let us open to our second Corinthians. <coughs> second Corinthians. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I'll read from we're from verse amen praise God thank you father uh, we from second Corinthians chapter 4 second Corinthians chapter 4 praise God um, let's read from verse 1 second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 1 I'll read He says, therefore, seeing we have this ministry, (coughs) seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Amen. Amen. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servant for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Praise God. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Thank you, our Father. Praise the Lord. Uh, Amen. It's for God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness had shined in our hearts to 
to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Amen. Holy Spirit, I thought we submit to you fully this morning. I we ask, Lord, you are the Spirit of the Lord. You are the teacher. We pray that you will come and help us this morning. I commit myself, I commit myself entirely unto you. I pray use my heart, use my words, use my voice. Use me to speak your word. Give me understanding. Quicken me to speak your word in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Uh, for God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, heart shine in our hearts amen. amen to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of god in where in the face of jesus christ shine so when he said he shined in our hearts i believe paul was speaking um does he wasn't just speaking of every believer because every believer has not received the light of the knowledge of the glory of God. It's not every Christian who has actually received that. Praise God. Uh, but they who preach these apostles, um, you see from verse 5, he say, We preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. And he says, For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts so that we can give that word to give so amen it means that they the lord shined in their hearts god shined in their hearts so that they can give the light praise the Lord. god shined in their hearts so that it the light of the knowledge of the glory of god in in the face of what jesus christ can be seen so the purpose of preaching, or uh, the purpose of um, the ministry, New Testament ministry, you know, this chapter, chapter 4, came right after chapter 3. Praise God. Hallelujah. And chapter 3 is where Paul described with, you know, very, in, you know, very clear terms, he described the ministry of New Testament which is the ministration of glory. Let us see. Uh, let's see verse. Let's just pick a few verses from the verse 3. Amen. Amen. Uh, Father, we bless your holy name. We give you all the glory. We worship your holy name. Amen. Amen. You see, verse 8, it says, that how shall not the ministration of the Spirit be rather glorious? He was comparing that with the ministration of death he was referring to the law as the ministration of death i said that if the ministration of death verse 7 written and grave engraving in stones was glorious that so that the children of israel could not steadfastly behold the face of moses right for the glory of his countenance which glory was to be done away with of course you know that this experience was the experience and Mount Sinai, when glory, uh, Moses was called into the presence of God, when Israel refused to come, and then Moses went forward, and at some point God told him to come up to his presence, and, and Moses spent 40 days, 
in the, that presence, amen, of God. Praise God. Uh, so that presence of God was actually, it was a, a physical manifestation of God upon the mountain that also has a spiritual connotation in the sense that God wanted to do something spiritual through a physical manifestation. And Moses had his own measure of what um, God was bringing upon the mountain. Everything that God did upon that mountain was Old Testament. Praise God. Uh, So God was going to have an a covenant with the people of Israel. You know, the Old Testament could have been better if hearts received it. Yeah, Old Testament could have been better if hearts were able to receive it. Um, but hearts could not receive it. The Old Testament was made with a stone eventually, praise God. But even that presence with which God came on the mountain that presence had glory with it. Praise the Lord. Uh, Amen. And so that presence is saying that if that ministration, praise God, has some glory with it, that when Moses came down, Moses came out of the presence with, he had taken some um, thing. When they say countenance, I, I don't think it's just a physical light alone shining. I don't think maybe it was just just a physical thing because if countenance doesn't mean you're shining, it doesn't mean just outward appearance. Countenance is talking about the inward. Um, there's an inward through his interaction with God on the mountain. Something had happened to him inwardly. Praise the Lord. There was there was actual blessing inside that has entered into him uh, from the presence of God, and that thing could be seen. And the same way when men have fellowship with the Lord, you can perceive it. It's not that you are seeing a white light around them. But sometimes when people have broken into fellowship, their countenance can, can carry, can, be, can actually carry things from God. And those things can be seen by people. So if, if just relationship or fellowship between two people in the physical can lift countenance, how much more fellowship with God at any level. Amen. Amen. You know, the Bible says it, it says, I think in the book of Proverbs, it says that as, as iron sharpens iron, right, so does a man sharpen the countenance of his friend. So what that means is that when two friends are, are fellowshipping, they drink from each other, they can sharpen each other, praise God. So when you relate with somebody, you can lift their countenance. You can add things to their countenance. So you can say God did not come to Sinai with all his glory, but there is a manifest there was a manifestation of God on that mountain which Moses related with. And that manifestation actually poured things into his countenance that when he was coming, Israel could not really behold him. Right, of course, maybe there might have been also a physical. There was a physical dimension to that appearance, so he must have caught the glory, even physically, to a dimension. But I believe that inwardly, um, God will not put something in you just outwardly, without something being on the inside as well. Praise God. So His countenance was lifted. But He says, and that what was, what was the, 
what was the input, what came out of God into Moses was actually some measure, a stream of glory was opened up as Moses was relating with God. Just a stream of the glory of God was just well, he was relating with glory. Amen. Amen. So when you relate with God, you will you have encounter with glory. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What I say? Hallelujah. You have an encounter with glory. Uh, God's God is full of glory. He's, he's, everything about him is glorious. His speech is glorious. His manifestation is glorious. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So what Paul is saying, even if that ministration, you call it ministration of death, there was actually also a glory that was attached to it. Praise the Lord. And so he now says in verse 9 that if the ministration of condemnation be glory, said much more doth the ministration of righteousness exceed in glory. For even that which was made glorious had no glory in this respect by reason of the glory that excelled. Praise God. For if that which is done away was glorious, much more. That which remaineth is glorious. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. I read on and say, seeing then that we have such hope, we use great plainness of speech. That word plainness actually means boldness. Because we have much hope in the New Testament. Um, which, what, what is in the New Testament is actually what the Bible calls the hope of glory. Um, Paul said, Christ in you. The word the hope of glory so that hope because we have such a hope verse 12 we use what we use great plainness of speech or great boldness of speech not as moses which put a veil over his face that the children of israel could not steadfastly look to the end of that which is abolished it says but their minds were blinded for until this day remained the same veil on taking away in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away where? Which veil is done away in Christ. Praise the Lord. So he's saying that Moses put a veil over his face so that the children of Israel could not steadfastly look at the thing, to the end of that which is abolished. It says, but their minds were blinded. So he put a veil over his face but that veil did something, connoted something in their mind that it was actually caused a blindness in their mind. Amen. Because that glory was not actually, it was not their portion. They were not, um, they had not paid the price for, or they had not followed the, the, the true cause that God has created for men to be made glorious or men to partake of glory. Praise God. So, so God covered it up. You know that the true content of Old Testament is actually covered. I mean, what God actually put in the Old Testament, what he went to give to the Jews on that day of Sinai. That thing, God only brought it in a measure and then God covered it. That's why you saw he gave the wisdom of the tabernacle. And then he put the actual glory, he hid it in the most holy place. Then there's the holy place, there's the outer court. It's to hide the true, they call it the end of that which was abolished. 
So the end of the Old Testament was, is actually veiled. It's completely veiled. Nobody, no Jew can see it. Nobody can see it. Now for us, um, we actually have a better one. So God removed that one. And then God brought a what? A better one for us. So he said that even today, when men are, when they are reading the Bible, there is always a veil upon that testament. Praise the Lord. So, um, but he says, But their minds were blinded, for until this day remained the same veil t- taken away in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away with in Christ. So Christ is the only person who can, who removes the veil. Only Christ can remove the veil from the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What did I say? Only Christ can remove the veil from the Old Testament. Anybody who looks at the Old Testament or Old Covenant mm-hmm. without the eyes of Christ, you won't see the end of what is there. Mm-hmm. In other words, you can never behold even that, you can't even understand the glory of the house of Moses. Mm-hmm. If you have not if you don't have christ fake eyes if you're not able to look through the eyes of christ you won't be able to see the end so uh, there are interpretations for example when the bible says in hebrews chapter 9 you know we always, we always read that place where he said that that is this it talks about the sanctifies for the purifying of the flesh the offering of bulls and goats praise god you know that thing um that thing it to to for, to actually the there is act to own it praise god Hallelujah. there is a way that if there was no veil over the old testament there will be a way that what is inside bulls and goats men will be able to own it and they won't need to offer bulls and goats anymore the way it hap- it works with the new testament are you getting what i'm saying so if they constantly have to bring blood every day, bring blood every day or every year. Constantly they are just bringing the blood of bulls and goats. It means that they, they don't have the testament. They don't have the righteousness which the blood of bulls and goats is substituting for. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? I was explaining last time how every flesh has its own righteousness, even animals. That righteousness, God put it there. God just left it there. It's a, you know, the way animals are, they are programmed. It's soul programming. They're just programmed with a righteousness level. And when God brings, when you shed their life, God can see that righteousness and it can do some level of atonement. He said it sanctifies for the purifying of the flesh. Praise God. So it means that flesh life there is righteousness for flesh life. The righteousness for flesh life. Amen. Amen. What did I say? Righteousness for what? For flesh life is something that is in the Old Testament. Yes. But the Old Testament was veiled. So the people could not really receive the revelation that could create the righteousness in their flesh they were living below the old testament they had the old testament not sure you know not everybody was living the few people who were able to leave the old testament are those who were around the tabernacle 
the Levite at their level, mm-hmm. they, they, they lived out the separation end of it. Are you seeing that? Mm-hmm. The, the separation end of it, they lived it out. Praise God. Then the priests were able to live out the sanctification end of it. And then the high priest could not, he, all, he couldn't even live out that. Uh-huh, the, the, the high priest could not even inherit consecration in that level. He just gained a, a entrance, access ab- above the others to be able to just go back and go forth. Praise God. Are you, are you see what I'm trying to tell you? So what I'm saying is that the righteousness which that tabernacle was standing to give, you see, almost all the tribes of Israel did not never came into that righteousness. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was there always had to be a substitution mechanism, mm-hmm. constantly every time because the priest um, could not impart the end of the testament mm-hmm. into the people because there is always a veil over them. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Are you, are you what I'm trying to say? Let's, okay, let's picture, for example, the scenario where that veil, they are able to operate with the tabernacle without the veil. Praise God. Hallelujah. The scenario where they are able to do what? Operate without the veil. That scenario is a scenario where all, the, all Israel should have been able to eventually, by themselves, just go into the most holy and just stay there, do anything they want to do. And then come out whenever they want. The way Moses was able to do. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because Moses was able to do that. In fact, before the, the, the Lord gave the, the instruction. And they began to build the actual tabernacle. Which Aaron was using. Moses already had his own. It, it, the tabernacle of congregation. That Moses could just enter there. When he enters, just raw. The glory of God just comes. People stay outside their tent. And just watch from afar. Praise God. Why, why is that? It's because Moses, he broke into the Old Testament. Mm. He had access into it. That was why he is able to... One of the ways you know somebody has access testament is that they are able to receive the glory. Mm. Amen. Amen. They are able to do what? Receive the they are able to come into the glory. There is a flow of glory. The glory of the testament, because the glory is a sign. Glory is a symbol. Is a glory is a sign that you have substance. Mm. When you have the substances that pertain to glory, then the glory will rest. Substances from glory call glory. Mm. They make glory rest. They make glory resident. Mm. Amen. So, so Moses, and Moses. Being able to stand in that place, it took years of training. Yeah. God had been training him even right from before he probably went to Egypt. Mm. He had already begun. God began to use flock in the sheep in the wilderness. They created a spiritual journey for him to be able to just to help his soul. Yeah. Just teaching, 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 teaching. Praise God. The, 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 the Lord was just training Moses, amen, preparing mm. him. So, so he was able to stand and ascend into the mountain, uh, amen, amen, and is able to come, to come into the end. Say end. end. So the end of every testament is glory. Praise God. What did I say? The end of every testament, the end of every covenant 
is glory. The end of the covenant is glory. Praise God. The end of what? The end of covenant is glory. Covenant is for to bring glory. Is to make glory accessible for the share the sharing of glory. You want to share glory. You don't share glory without an underlying covenant. Because the covenant is what gives an assurance of integrity with the parties, praise God, who are who you are sharing your glory with. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So you before God will share his glory at any level. You have God will have to make soul enter into covenant with him. Evil soul is not in covenant with God or and of course the writing of covenant. Covenant means the writing of the testimony. Amen. Amen. So when testimony is written, covenant has been entered, then you see glory can come. Amen. Amen. So for, for Moses, when Moses went into the presence of God, God was talking to Moses. Just 40 days, just talking to him. Talking to him. Talk, what was God doing in those 40 days? God was putting inside him the substances that is needed for glory to rest. Amen. Amen. God was putting inside Moses what? Substances for glory to rest. It takes substances. Hey, hey. Thank you, Father. If without substances, glory cannot rest. It is, and those substances are the properties of the, they are the details of the testimony, the testament, the testimony. The testimony, when you write the testimony on the heart, that heart is now in covenant. And when the heart enters into covenant, then glory can be shared. Glory can be given. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Does this make sense? So Israel, the people of Israel, what they refused, they refused covenant being made with their heart. So instead of glory resting on them, you now see glory rest on a stone. Because the stone received it. So the glory has to go with the stone. And God said, okay, keep the stone inside the ark and keep the ark in the most. And as soon as they brought the ark and the stone into the most holy place, you saw glory descended on where the stone is. Because wherever the testament is written, that is where the glory will abide. Praise God. Hallelujah. Wherever the testimony of God is written, there will his glory abide. So if men want to carry glory, they must have testament. You must have his testimony. Without the testimony, the writings of image. That's another word for testimony. Testimony is the writing of what? Of image. So image is, is the covenant. The actual entering, how God enters into covenant with a person is that he builds an image in you. When he sees that image, praise God, you know, this person is in covenant with me. If I don't see an image, I, I'm, not, I'm not at rest. And there's no assurance. 
There's a type of that in men's own relationship. Praise God. There's a type of that in what? In men's own relationship. In men's own relationship, there's a type of, of image. Image just means you are able to cite agreement. So sometimes for someone to share glory with somebody, they won't just share their glory. They will have to cite a position, a posture, a stature of an agreement. You know that this person, if I bring, if I open the door to this person, that this person will not turn away. This person will not go away. This person will not abuse the trust. The person will not abuse the privilege. The person will not abuse. So to, to attach, another word for giving glory is name. Yeah. Attaching the name. Amen. Are you yeah. seeing that? So, and first name is image. So it's same thing with, with God. Before God allow glory, when they are ministering glory, Praise God. They want to give you to bring you into glory. You know that's the destination of sons, right? The destination of sons is to make sons come to glory. God has to do things in them so that they can receive glory. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Uh, uh, does this make sense? Uh, let us read. We stopped at um, great plainness of speech. Verse 13. It says, and not as Moses, which put a veil over his face, that the children of Israel could not steadfastly look to the end of that which is abolished. Are you seeing? So Moses, when Moses came down, he put a veil over his face. That veil continued. When they raised the tabernacle, they covered it with veils. They covered the ark, the testament, everything that bears the glory is covered with a veil. Amen. So I was trying to explain something to you, that to picture the, an unveiled Israel. So an unveiled Israel in the natural, where they are able to come fully into uh, righteousness. Such a picture would be, they, they will, it, will, it will be a, a true purification of their bodies. They will be completely naturally pure from sin. And that purification will be as a result of the covenant the them having a revelation inward revelation or, ha, or being enlightened by the content of the old testament when they become enlightened by the old testament the old testament when you are enlightened by it you stop sinning in an outwardly praise god i mean your body stops sinning praise god are you seeing that there there's, there was power in that old testament to make bodies stop sinning. If they were able to come into the spirit of the Old Testament. But because they couldn't come into the spirit of the Old Testament, all they had was the letter, and the letter kills. The letter kills. The letter just keeps killing them because sin uses the letter to kill. Amen. Amen. So he's saying, but their minds were blinded. Verse 14. For until this day remained the same veil on taking away in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away in Christ. But even unto this day, when Moses is read, the veil is upon their heart. Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be 
taken away. But the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Verse 18, But we all with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the spirit of the Lord. Amen. Amen. And then go down to that chapter 4, verse 3. Um, amen. amen. It says that, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. So, this our gospel now is our own, not Old Testament. This is the true ministration of the New Testament. But it's possible that this veil can still be on people's heart, even in the New Testament. In fact, everybody is veiled to start with. Everybody who is approaching the New Testament has what veil in their heart to start with you are you start with veil nobody comes to god unveiled every being every soul every heart is veiled from god praise god why are they veiled how did the veil come is verse 4 it says that the god of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Amen. 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 So the God of this world blinded the minds. That's just what he, this, the God of this world does. He blinds minds. He just blinds the minds of people through unbelief. Amen. Amen. So unbelief is blindness. Really, unbelief is blindness. You know, someone can be a, get born again. What they believe is Jesus Christ is born again, but they are still unbelievers. Amen. So, when the Bible says, them that believe not, you have to be very careful about what they are saying. Amen. It's not every time that refers to unbelievers who are not born again. A, a huge time, those who are born again are actually born again into their, they were dead before, now they are alive, but they are blind. God does not bring quickening from the dead and then just give open eyes at the same time because opening of eyes takes a process. Amen. Amen. So, when, so after someone gets born again, then that person has to now be trained by the Spirit to become a believer. Most Christians are not believers. In other words, the actual things of God, they don't believe. They, they don't have... To be a believer, it means you are somebody in whom faith has been established. You don't believe by will. I choose to believe. There, something must be in you to make you a believer. It's a believer, a believer, a believer. It's just someone who believes. It's not that it's not a thing they will. It's that they have something in them that makes them it believe. It helps them to believe. It makes them to believe. Amen. Amen. So and that thing is a fate. Praise God. Hallelujah. What is that thing? Faith. Now when I say believer, what is this believing what is it believing for? The believing is actually a belief that has to do with the ministry of God. 
praise the Lord. It's a belief that has to do with what? The ministry of God. Remember, the fault that God found is in the book of Hebrews, I think chapter 3, that God found with the Israelites was that they were not believing. So they refused to believe the program of God for inheritance that God was bringing to them. So but in the New Testament, the same thing can happen. You can be Israel in the spirit, but you are not a believer of the program of God for your inheritance or the program of God for glory to bring the soul or to make the soul glorious. Amen. Amen. So, and what the God of this world has done, the world is actually a veil against sight to the glory of God. The world veils the glory. It makes the glory not seen. It makes hearts not sense the glory. Hearts cannot see the glory because of what the God of this world has done. So when a soul settles with the world, that soul forfeits the you forfeit the experience, you forfeit the sight, you forfeit your right to the glory. Because everybody who is in the world, right, and not just in, but somebody who is who fellowships with the world, you lose right to the glory. You don't have right because you just can't, because the world is a different environment within the soul. It creates a different environment inwardly that makes the heart not fitted for the glory of God. Amen. Amen. So the God, the God of this world, you see, the, the, when they say God, every God is a builder of an image. Every God, every God is what? A builder. Why? Because for, for you to the, what a God is for, the, when you say G-O-D, the purpose of God, the, when you find the function of a God is to receive worship. Every God receives worship. That's what makes you a God. If you are not receiving worship, you are not a God. You are a fake God. Praise the Lord. Like idols, a lot of idols, the kind of idols we see are fake God. They are not really gods. Right, someone just takes one one image, carved something from wood, and begins to worship it. That thing is a lie. That's not what you do. What is worshiping? If you want to check what is worshiping, look at his life. That will tell you what he's worshiping, not that thing. Praise God. So, what every true God that cannot receive worship is not really a God. So what makes something actually a God is that it takes worship. It's worship. Worship just means allegiance of life. Yeah. Devotion of life. Just what you spend your, sow your thought into. You sow your heart into what you are, what preoccupies. That if you can make men preoccupied with your things, then you are, you are moving into godly stature. And so how do gods create worship? How do they invoke worship? Gods invoke worship by image. You see those images that in Africa they make? It's, just a, it's a type to tell you 
Amen. What really is happening in the spirit? Now, the true images that men worship in the world are not images cowed out of wood and stone and all those things, but they are images that men worship because the soul is a spiritual, is a spiritual entity. A soul cannot worship a wood. Praise God. A soul cannot do what? A soul can't worship wood. It's just not possible. There's no, when you see the wood, there's nothing in that wood that you, are, you worship. But when you check the, the life, the person is worshipping some things. There are things that they are fear. They are legions. The things that shake their heart, that they are afraid of. Things that makes them move. That's what they are worshipping. And, and those things are images. So, when you, so the world is actually a house of images. It's a place where the God of this world, amen, amen. has erected images. And these are, there are different images that, that men are worshipping now. But eventually, because of the need to help man to advance in darkness, man, man must be advancing gradually in darkness. That's what they are planned. They can't just he can just appear and unveil himself just like that at once and say, Men worship me. Men will not worship. He has to make men graduate in worship. So men move from image to image. What I say? You image to from, and what you worship you become. Over time you become image. So Israelites were when they were worshipping dumb idols. Those idols, like I said, is not really the carving, it's spirits who are behind those you see that when they worship gods praise god worship of gods are always like for example when the lord was bringing the law in the in the mountain israelites were down they were doing their own worship a calf had been erected and you think oh they are worshiping a calf but it's not really the calf what they worship that that calf is just an object to unify and to 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 bring to bring a ceremony of a worship that has already been ongoing inside their heart. Praise God. So so there's always there's a reason to bring ceremony. Like you go to church, it's not church you are worshiping. When you go to church, you are not going to church because of that pulpit. There's nothing there. But the, the church is a gathering, is a house to create a ceremony. Where worship that has already been ongoing in hearts of men can rise. Amen. And that thing is, is important. Praise God. <laughs> so that's why that calf was built. And then they began to worship. You see, the worship is the, of that, it was actually a spirit. There's another place in the Old Testament where God referred to the spirit from heaven that was actually in the heavens. It's an evil spirit that that calf was connected to. It's that spirit that they have actually been worshiping. Praise God. And that's what the, that feast has been. So when the Lord was telling them, you guys worship dumb idols, they, will be, they became like the idols that they worship. Why? It's because of the power of image. Because image, worship involves sight. Praise God. Hallelujah. Worship involves what? Sight. Sight. And when you are seen and you are worshipping, you are becoming. Mm. When you are seen and you are worshipping, you are changing. When you are seen and you are worshipping, you are what? 
you are changing, you are becoming, you are being transformed. Why? Because you are, things are being written in you. So there are many images in the world today. But gradually, Satan will begin to unify the images. After a while, there will be just one image of the beast, which the false prophet will be, the power will be given to him to build an image onto the beast. That's in the book of Revelation chapter 13. Praise God. That will be a unified image that men will, then after a while, men, that image will teach men how to worship Satan himself. So every worship is going somewhere. Amen. Amen. So the God of this world makes the world into a veil. Praise God. Praise the Lord. The God of this world makes what? The world is a veil. A veil that veils hearts from the glorious gospel of Christ. And then, now, this world is, I said, is full of images. Am I correct? Now, every image stops you. When you are giving time to an image, you are worshipping an image, it acts as a veil to other images. Because when you are focusing on this image, you don't have time to focus on other on the other thing. You don't have chance to focus on anything because this one is is a veil. Images capture. I just I look at my small my small daughter now. I'm seeing you at a very small age. The sensitivity to images. She's sensitive to images. She can just look, bring something that she has not seen before around her. She'll just begin to stare at it. She'll forget every other thing. You can try to get her attention. She won't look at you. She'll just be looking. You can look at something for almost five minutes. She'll just be looking. If you turn her face, she will turn and look back at it. She'll just be looking. What is she doing? That time, she's processing. It's talking to her. She's look, trying to define what's going What is this thing? Why does it look like this? Why is it different? Mm-hmm. Are you seeing that? Mm-hmm. So at that time, that thing is an image. So the function of images is to is to bring is worship to create worship. Mm-hmm. Images cause amazement. It causes mm-hmm. it takes the focus of the heart. Mm-hmm. It, it makes heart pour its strength. Mm-hmm. Amen. And so because of that, it is able to 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 stop worship from flowing somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So f- in order to stop worship. To an image, you need to bring another image mm-hmm. that can veil hearts from something else. Are you seeing what I'm saying? Uh, so worship is a deep thing within the heart, and it takes a spiritual journey to begin to unveil worship. That's what that's one of the work of a priest. A priest is able to cite worship. He knows when worship is happening. First of all, inside you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Worship can be going on when you are. Someone can be singing and clapping. They are, they are worshipping something else because their attention is somewhere else. Just something else is taking the attention away. Praise God. There's a distraction from the true object of worship, which is God. Because why? Other images have been erected within the heart. So it's, dif- it's difficult to worship God with when there are other images. 
in your heart. When you when you try to settle in worship, other images will start talking to you. You just start talking. You know, worship is devotion. Amen. What is devotion? Your time, your attention. I'm not just talking of when you are in meeting, singing, praying. Although, if you have other images, it will show up in meeting too. You won't be able to worship <laughs> because they will be talking. But I just mean your life. You can't. Sometimes what stops you from building fellowship is images. What what stops fellowship from continuing? Fellowship always breaks. Sometimes fellowship can break for some days. You now come back again for for half day, and then it breaks again. Praise God. What, what is breaking fellowship? There are images. Praise God. And those images, they demand worship. They call worship. They ask for worship. Amen. Amen. So imagery is powerful. That's the power. If you ask me, what is the power of the world? Why is the world so powerful? It's imagery. The world is built as images. And those images, it installs them in men. It just installs in an image. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And when someone has images, the more images you have inside, the, the less strength you have to worship God. For somebody to, to cite, ask me, ask me a question, why did God separate the Levites from Israel? Why did he separate them? Why didn't he just let them, okay, let them mix up? And then maybe when it's time to go and do priestly things, they go to the tabernacle, do it, come back home, go and play with their friends, go to birthday party, come back, go and go to baby shower, go, go, come, go back and later go to the temple, officiate, and come back. Praise God. Why was there so much effort to separate? Which is the first thing. Separation first. Why? Because when you stay among Israel, you can't, you have to fight the images that they have. Now, when that, molding, that golden calf was destroyed, do you think they destroyed that God? No. no. God knows that, that God knows very well that that God is still there. Oh. Not even one. Israel had many. <laughs> they had many. They had learned idolatrous nature from Egypt. Praise God. Hallelujah. So God knows that I can't leave my priests among Israel. Israel has gods. I'm not really their god. So when why and if the, the Levites stay there after a while, interest in going. One day they wake up, they tired. They are tired. This tabernacle again. Uh-huh. What's worrying with them? Images. Images are are worrying. Amen. Amen. One day, even maybe Aaron will just get tired. Can I just sleep today? Just calling sick. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. See, Nadab, can you go and uh, do it today? Go and trim the lamp. And he's the one who should be trimming the lamp. Maybe he will send Nadab one day to go and do it. Amen. Amen. So, so you see that God had to separate them. First, come out from among them. Be separate. That's the first thing. Why? Because if you stay around, there are things programmed to war with you. 
war with your heart fight you fight build you the world is potent with what images things anything the things that can be god to his soul are funny 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 things so it doesn't have to be one grand mighty thing praise god maybe they just got a call that they just i just want you we just believe there's something inside you so we want you to now come and become run for the what come and run for uh, what come and be a counselor that counselor is even low mp 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 is the only one power in canada <laughs> praise god so it's not always one big thing like that you know and then you, you now start worrying with yourself okay hey how am i going that's something the, the, the things that can be and that can see satan knows so so he knows what image that's why the world is a spiritually intelligent entity the world is you're not you're not even you don't even know anything is happening but it's studying you and it's worrying with you it's studying you and it's worrying it's fighting every when he studies you if you migrate he knows you have upgraded a little it has to now do a it has to now do more research on what kind of image it needs to bring to soul. Amen. Amen. That's why the world, that's why Jesus said you can be here, but not be off the world. Don't be off the world. Don't settle in the world. Amen. Because the world is, a, is, is polluted. The world has pollutions. The images that men worship are polluted. The life that men live are polluted. If you subscribe to it, you will it will make you disconnect from God. Images make makes heart heavy. It makes moving in the spirit difficult, living in the spirit difficult. Why? Because it, it knows that it extracts strength. Your strength is channeled the certain direction. Praise God. It it does what is an extraction to remove strength from men. So every heart, that's one of what God wants to do with every priest, is to deal with all their images. Because every priest Amen. You see the process in Second Corinthians chapter six. He said, first come out from among them, be separate. Praise God. And he said, Touch not the unclean thing, and then I will receive you. So you must not touch the unclean. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So it's warring against images, fighting against what the world has has raised in in men is a spiritual war it's not something you fight outwardly it's something you fight inwardly and that's what makes a priest a priest is someone who has been skilled to touch not the unclean thing it's a training how does a priest know how not to touch the unclean he has been trained how not to? Of course, to be able to touch not the unclean thing, you must have discernment of the unclean. 
Amen. Amen. What I say, you must have what? Discernment. You must have discernment of the unclean. If you can't discern the unclean, you can't. You'll be touching it. You'll be playing with it. It will be your pet at home. You will like it. But it's fighting with you. God forbid that your house, your enemy. The Bible says the enemy of a man is in his own household. That is not just talking about your uncles and aunties, your family. The, when you say household, it means inside. So it means that Satan, Satan knows that too. Satan knows you can't walk with the man from outside. You need to get, find a way inside and begin to walk from within. It means what the pers- allow the person to accept something that is warring against him, that's fighting against him. Praise God. So the wars we fight is what, as Jesus said, it's not what you, amen, it's what is inside a man. That which comes out from within him is what defiles him. What Jesus is saying is that what is defiling him is already inside him. That that thing could not defile him from outside. It has to get the inside him for defilement to happen. So it's what we allow on the inside. That is what fights us. Amen. Amen. So this one, I, I want to, go, to give us examples of. Let, let, let's just speak. Let's just gist and give. Let's give ourselves examples of what the of the images the world forms in us. I pray the Lord will help some of us Amen. today. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Uh, God doesn't want messages to be flying over us anymore. Some of us messages are flying over us, and then they are just things, just there, just dwelling, having a few day. And we are not, it's not touching down to deal with it. So give us examples. What are examples of images that the world can install in people that makes them unable to journey in their priestly duty? In God, just give us, give me examples. I want to hear from you. Praise God. Go ahead. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Tulu, Tulu, they've chosen you to begin. Ladies first. Oh yeah, let's go. Let's get many. So we should we should we should crack your head too much. You should know. Mm. Like career. Okay. Okay, career. Okay. Huh? Okay, career. Some people. Okay. Praise God. Career, that career thing is, is even big. So God has delivered many of us from that thing. Mm. There are other things. Mm. Mm. What makes disconnection from part happen? Okay. Maybe we don't ever explain this connection. We are always just in our, we are holy brethren, partakers of the holy calling. 
always the one that does me for example is like um um i don't know if you can call it an image but it is i mean in terms of what you just explained is an image is like wanting things to be a certain way like i hope if you get a practical example when i wake up in the morning maybe i can stay in my bed for the next 30 40 minutes okay and, like you know pray meditate what i'll be like let me just go and quickly clean something let me just go and quickly tidy things up but as soon as i say that it's a wrap for the morning catch me again at 30 you know what i mean okay yeah. and and it's a battle you know like wanting things to be a certain way wanting things to go a certain way and like planning okay so it's, it's Yes, praise God. Now, okay, she, I love her, her own because how now, the one she mentioned now is, I mean, those are important things, right? To maybe taking care of something, doing something domestically, um, things you need to do. Groceries, washing baby bottle. Those are things you have to do them. But, but why, what is in that thing? Why can that thing make... Why can that thing? What does that have to do with your your part fellowship? Why why is it powerful to break fellowship? Yes, tell me. Um, personally, mm-hmm. why it's powerful to break fellowship is because I get very absorbed in what I'm doing. Okay. And actually, if I'm being honest, most times I know that I've disobeyed in the morning because sometimes I feel like there's provision to wait. Mm. But that thing is so much more powerful than my like sometimes i i feel like let me just do it a little come and do what i need to do but let me just so a lot of times it overcomes me that thing mm. uh, you know that and and i i can tell that it, it has broken something mm. in the morning praise god mm. is it possible there is some there could be something behind stuff something like that so it's an image Are you saying that? So it means that images can be are infused with power that can cause the heart to respond, to give much more attention to it than is is, is needed. Praise God. Are you saying so so it means Satan can weaponize anything? The most legitimate of things, he can weaponize it. Amen. Yeah. Hold on. I, I just want to say a bit about this. Now, mm. are you seeing why? Why would Satan go to this area of washing baby bottle, cleaning, taking care of things? Why would he go to that that area? Why? Because he knows that that thing is a part of. Mm. It's a necessity. You can't throw it away. So and you have to do it. So let's attach to the things that are mm. legitimate, mm. and then put, weaponize it and infuse it with much strength. Mm. Praise God! Hallelujah. Now, do you know that it would take priestly stature, priestly? light to deal with such a thing to be able to see to take a pause and say okay why is this 
going this way. Are you seeing what I'm saying? So, what makes a priest that priest can can discern flow of worship? That's the purpose for light. Why they are flooding us with light? Because if you are not, you don't have enough light. Worship will be flowing inside your life, not to God, and you won't discern it. You just feel you are just living your life, but worship is ongoing. Satan is taking worship to legitimate things. Praise God. Let's go on. I, I love that one. Amen. Let's let's continue. What else? <laughs> what else? Like something just came to mind. I don't know if it's really but like the image of what people view you as. Okay. Like I know that that one is really affects me, but because it's helping me. So like even maybe friends, my parents, like there's a way that like I know that like maybe like expectations they have of me mm. and stuff like that. So just living my life to fulfill those expectations or those mm-hmm. standards mm. and stuff like that. So I don't let anybody down. Mm. So I then start obsessing with, okay, my mom wants me to do this at this time. Let me do this one. So that she will not be upset or think that I'm a disappointment. My father wants me to be this way. Or my brother needs me to uh stuff like that. So I know like that's something that like is okay. affecting but that is helping me and doing me like, <laughs> <laughs> to balance. Amen. 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 Praise God. So you see that and the you see the expectations of, of men. Or your perception of it, yeah. your perception of of expectation. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, so that thing can be infused with the devil can use it. Praise God. Do you see how easy it is for someone to just submit to that and not be able to detect that worship there is worship involved in doing in doing those things. It takes some some priestly eyes to be able to see praise God that there is a that to to know when something is becoming more than it should be is not possible is it possible to do that without light to be able to discern the one no, that there's even worship going there at all. Now, how, how many people are not even aware that? How many people just don't even believe that you can even go to that area at all and talk about, you know, devil using that against the soul? Mm-hmm. Praise God. I don't know if, I, if someone can let me explain what I'm trying to say. Uh, okay. Let me try. <laughs> yes. So, like, Mm. Um, 
those things are like very just they're very legitimized in the sense of like okay. let's say when I was coming to Canada, like my dad would always be like or even like when he calls me, mm. don't forget the daughter of who you are, stuff like that. So okay. like it's like I've been raised by these people and they've raised me to be like a certain way mm. and they've expressed let's say their expectations of me in specific terms in like some specific things. And so like it just seems like oh one of your father and your mother so you have to obey them, you have to do this, you have to do that. And sometimes, like, it's, it can then affect flow because let's say, oh, you could have had more time to, let's say, fellowship today or something. Then you fellowship or, like, you read your Bible, do your devotion and everything, but, like, at the back of your heart, like, you're still trying to remember the daughter of whom you are and those expectations that your earthly father or mother have of yes. you. And it's like, instead of like focusing on what is the expectation of God for me, like mm-hmm. what does God want me to be? Who does, who, how was the image that God wants me to come into? Instead, I'm just like using the majority of my time towards becoming the image that, let's say, my parents expect me to be. And there's a way that, like, I will now even be using the word to fuel that thing. Okay. Where it's like, I'll read something, I'll be like, ah, yes, God, thank you. So, I can't, <laughs> I don't know. But like, yeah, something like that, sure. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yeah. So, you, it, you can read the word, but it's fueling it. So, like, if it's possible to read the word, it. right, and then still be able to, it means that what you are reading is, um, so it means that it's possible to read scripture at a level, Mm-hmm. But you are not really you are not citing what is actually happening. Yeah. You are blind to what worship, where worship is flowing. Praise God. Now, are you seeing the the uniqueness of the priestly role of priesthood? Mm-hmm. That what priesthood does, no, there is no other office that can do it. Yeah. A preacher can preach. A preacher can just come and preach and go. A teacher will just come teach and go. But a priest is different. A priest has sight to where worship is flowing to. Praise God. When you put on your your preaching or teaching cap, there are many things you can teach. Amen. But it's not every teaching that applies for every specific situation. The way you can see, that's why a, a priest is skilled with salvation. Because they are able to discern what is happening. They can they see the underground work of Satan. So any soul that has not moved into priesthood, you will not be able to detect the word, the underlying word. So it means Satan can deceive you. You might think you are doing the right thing, but he's taking worship from somewhere. And God is not receiving the devotion that God's supposed to have. Praise God. Mm. I've had friends who they lovely, lovely people sometimes. And they see they've seen the requirement of what God is looking for. But they just say, ah, if I can just settle my family, I can just take care of my family. Just I just want some for all, I'll just settle them and then I will I'll now come and give time to God. But that thing will never happen. Mm-hmm. God's family can never be settled. 
if in your mind you think you just settle them, maybe you just make this amount of money, give to them. Okay, I'm free of you forever. <laughs> you know, because they have tentacles, invisible tentacles. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Maybe some of us, maybe those, maybe if you said they are dealing with maybe their image of you, how they see, maybe if I can just do this thing, they will just know I'm a good person. That will end everything. Is a lie. Because it's not about the family. Somebody is riding on the family to collect worship that belongs to God. Are you seeing that? Praise the Lord. So, how can you deal with something like that? Now, can you just... Now, some people might want to do it in the flesh and say, From today on, on, <laughs> Amen, I have no father, no mother, no descent, no beginning of days, no end of life, made like unto the Son of God, to your tent, O Israel. Amen, you delete the number of all your, your father, your mother, everybody's phone, and then, See, I belong to my brethren from now on. My brethren are those who, Amen. <laughs> That's in the flesh, praise God. When you do that, you open another world entirely. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Are you seeing what I'm saying? Yes, sir. So it's not like that. That's why the, the, the priest doesn't only detect worship, wrong worship. The priest is empowered with wisdom to end it. He knows how. That's the, the training of priesthood. Priests know how to realign worship. How to, that's the, the priests know how to make worship flow to God. It's a wisdom operation. You can't have priesthood without wisdom. What a soul needs to do to stay in separation. What is keeping the Levites around the tabernacle? There's a power there. There's something that makes them stay. What keeps the priest in their office? It's a wisdom. You can't do that without a wisdom. So it means every priestly life is a weaving of God's wisdom. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Is this making sense? Well, let's, go, let's go to something else. The Lord will teach us with different things today. Amen. Amen. Uh, no? Are you, not yet? Yeah, I'm just... I feel like for me, there are different things actually okay. that disrupt worship okay. to God. For some, t- for some um, instances, there are times I just wake up and maybe I plan to, like she said, you just plan to cook okay. on that particular day. Yes. And you just want to wrap up your mm. devotion onto God yes. very quickly so you can attend to other things. And mm-hmm. even though while you're cooking, while you're at it, you yes. might even have your ears plugged, yes. connected to the message, but yes. you're not extracting from it as much as you should if okay. you had the whole of your heart yes. committed to it. Because mm-hmm. you're, at that moment, your attention is divided between things, different yeah. things. Yeah. So, and in some instances, it could even be looking for a job. Okay. You know, maybe you had decided that this day, on this particular day, you need to actually search for lots of jobs and yeah. it just consumes you completely for a couple of hours mm. i don't know if that counts as an image <laughs> okay. but it affects me sometimes <laughs> a Praise great God. deal yes. yeah and even sometimes like from interactions with people um there's this thing you just carry away maybe you interact with different kinds of people categories people 
maybe at work or people you encounter in school and there's a way their conversations could tend into dating towards you and mm. it sort of pushes you to want to you know go after something and have that thing okay. for example intelligence yes maybe you want to be you know you just want to have so much knowledge in a particular area yes and for example in school you encounter some of your colleagues and he speaks so intelligently mm. for example and you just feel like okay maybe oh. i can still be able to do this and do that as mm -hmm. well without not necessarily throwing all of that away yes I would say the glory that comes from that thing mm. could also be a drive towards, mm. you know, sometimes you just wake up and you just want to read the paper. Yes. Or you want to know what's going on at the net. So you have th things to say when people are conversing with yes. you. So yes. you just don't appear dumb. Yes. <laughs> you know, that kind of a thing. So that thing can actually even push yeah. you and actually cut down, you know, mm. the, the amount or the... Um, the extent to which you should give your heart to God, I don't, I don't know. know, it's it steals a portion of it, yes, and robs you of mm -hmm. that. I don't know how to put it, yes, the entirety of your heart, of, yes, thrown at God, yes, just, just God, praise God, amen. Amen. amen, amen. I, I love that, I love what he said. Thank you, Jesus. So, again, everything you guys are mentioning, very legitimate things. Now, is it possible that for all those things that you mentioned to be achieved without touching the worship of God? How do you think it's possible? Or what do you think? What makes it seem as if it's either or? That those things, you know, why, why is that? I'll say because maybe because I've experienced both. Okay. Um, there are times that. So explain more of that. What you mean by you've experienced both? There are times that God just helps me somehow. Okay. It's, well, this description I just made, that was. That was probably prior to this time yes you know there was just there was just something pushing me mm. to always want to know things okay and appear intelligent and sometimes it kind of encroaches into my fellowship with god mm. and the continuance of worship that should go on in my heart like it just disrupts everything yes and there are instances whereby I'm able to like just balance the both mm. such that sometimes it might even be when I'm studying the Bible that something comes up and mm -hmm. I just go to the internet to you know just get an understanding of that thing. It does it does not actually affect what I'm doing at that moment. I'm able to return back. Yes. Or even just your thoughts, your mind conversations. Mm. You know, just being able to um like juxtapose mm the um the the spiritual with the natural yes. and all of those things bringing them side by side mm -hmm. and being able to make some you know deduce from them yeah. what is what does what does what does knowledge is for mm -hmm. but there are instances also whereby 
it's just you just know you can tell that this is mm. beyond normal mm. this is you're taking things to the extreme mm. um, I, I can't I can't think of one example now but maybe as we go um, <laughs> Yeah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. I, I think people are saying some things on the group. Let me see. Um, I just let me see what's let me see what's being said. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> a question, okay. like, like I have a question, please. Uh, yeah, come. We'll get to, we'll get to your question. Uh, <laughs> I'm seeing all kinds of things here. Praise God. Hallelujah. Personal dreams, goals. Maybe music, for example, as worship leaders. I don't know if it doesn't happen to you, but yeah, sometimes you just want to watch videos. Let's say okay. None of these things are just bad by themselves. Mm-hmm. When you think of priestly life, one of the main distinguishing factor with priesthood is that is the is the submission like who is the life serving school can serve satan school can serve god Knowledge, I mean, just knowledge of natural things, yeah. can serve Satan. Mm-hmm. He cannot, and he can serve God. Mm-hmm. All the things we do, mm-hmm. it can serve the devil, the devil's purposes, mm-hmm. and it can serve God's purposes. Mm-hmm. So, so you now realize it's not about those things. Mm-hmm. It's about. It's more of positioning. I think that that's what you are... I saw something in what you said. I don't know if that's exactly what you're trying to say. When you say sometimes it's like that, sometimes it's not. So sometimes those things are happening, but it doesn't feel like it's happening at a detriment to your communion, your growth, your fellowship, your worship of God. But there are other times when it's, those things are happening and it's as if it's just swallowing up your worship. So those two are different. They are different things. Praise God. Now, the problem, the problem I think that we have is, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, 
the problem that we have. Amen. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Uh, worship you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Uh, the problem that we have is not knowing, and this is also called is a priestly wisdom. Okay. Trying to do worship outside the place of worship. Mm -hmm. I will explain more. What did I say? Trying to do what? Trying to worship outside the place of worship. In other words, you are you try to there's a way someone can naturally try to okay i'm gonna be i'm just gonna use this this is how my day is going to go you're planning your day you do whatever you want to do and then you pick things that you want to do but then you now just mentally try to be adding god there praise god maybe you time yourself you're studying five minutes study one minute speaking in tongues. Five minutes study. One minute speaking in tongues. <laughs> you get what I'm trying to say? Yes, so when you when you see that arrangement now, that was what's wrong with that arrangement? Is that what where that thing that thing is you are the one doing it. You are the one you are trying to just manage it out God. Plan it out. Mm. It's not that that is not what I'm talking about. That is not priestly life. Mm. When anyone is trying that way, you will always fail. You will always fail. It might seem to be working with the first, the second. After a while, you will find that the force that is that all these things carry are too powerful. It will, after a while, to swallow you up. Your planning will not work anymore. Because this is talking. We are talking about spirits using things to collect worship from soul. These spirits are skilled. They've dealt with all kinds of men for thousands of years on the earth they know what to do to they know what to do to make the heart end up worshiping it's like somebody from one tribe of joseph or somewhere just says okay i can do what aaron is doing i can do what the levites are doing Praise God. Yeah. Maybe he watches them the way they cut the animal on the altar, and then he go to his backyard and bring their goats. The way this is how they do it. He would copy it. Mm. You would do that if not done anything. Mm. Your sins are still there. Yeah. <laughs> Why is it? Because you are not, you've not gone through the what God has done with them. To make them priests unto him. If you read those book of Exodus, Leviticus, 
see the instruction are you see have you seen how detailed the instruction mm-hmm. now see those instructions we are the ones who read it when you're reading exodus leviticus reading leviticus that's where they describe priesthood mm-hmm. in detail now because we because anybody go to the bible bookshop buy bible open bible you can read it it's plain mm-hmm. so it seems like wow this is just in common knowledge mm-hmm. Those things that were written in Leviticus were secret conversation mm. God had with Moses. Mm. Nobody knew them. Mm. That whole book of he said, you see, and the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Tell Aaron this, mm. tell Aaron that, tell Aaron and his son that. See all those things, how they see details. Mm. When they bring a goat, what should you do with the goat? Mm. They bring a cow. A bull, what should you do with it? Mm-hmm. They bring a ram, what should you do with it? What part of the animal should you take? Mm-hmm. Take from the fat. He told him inside mm-hmm. the animal, there are fats from these regions. Take out of that part of the fat. Take the shoulder. Take the breast. Take, have you seen that? Mm-hmm. Specific instruction of righteousness. It means how to offer, how to please God, how to do worship. Now, now somebody, see all those instructions that it took volumes. Read you how long is Leviticus, Exodus, those books, specifics. How do you even, okay, the Lord gave him instruction, how to even make a priest be able to come into the holy place. Instruction of the sanctification of the oil. Praise God. Even how, okay, how do you even make anointing oil? <laughs> You know, it wasn't, God wasn't declaring to all Israel, this is how the oil is made. It's a secret. He told Moses, tell to Aaron. That is what, so when someone, someone just from outside, from afar, just looking at the tabernacle, ah, it's not those guys wearing white garment around. When you bring ram, they cut it and then, so you can think you go to it in your backyard and just do it. But you don't know all the many things the priest is doing to make it ascend. You can kill animal and burn it. The smoke might not ascend. That ascending part, it takes priestly knowledge. There are things that if they are not done, it won't be acceptable. I don't know if I'm, you're making sense to you. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Are you getting Are you sure? Are you sure you're getting what I'm saying? What I'm telling you is that priestly knowledge is not something that does occur to people. You can't mimic it. You can't just plan it and say, this is how I will live my life now. I will give this path to God. I will be doing this and I will be doing that. You cannot do, you cannot offer worship. You cannot offer priestly worship without being a priest. That's the core of what I'm trying to say. You cannot do what? Without being a priest. If you are not a priest, you'll be worshipping other images. You will try all you can. You will not be able to. This is why men fail. Because there has not been true revelation of priestly life. The same kind of secret that God told to Moses. Praise God. That is the way God has told Jesus Christ secrets. 
Moses built his house. Who then spoke of the house of, of Christ? Whose house are we? That is Christ's own house. And it says every house is built by some man. He that built the house has more glory than the house that is being built. Amen. Amen. So when the, say a man builds a house, what they are telling you is that the wisdom of how they build the house is inside the man. Mm. No, you can't even. One of the things that if there is no tabernacle, there is no priesthood. Yeah. Right before you even begin to talk about being able to please God, offer pleasing sacrifice, they must be built the tabernacle first. God gave instruction for building tabernacle first mm. before he began to give instruction concerning the users of the tabernacle. Are you seeing that? So yeah. that's why Exodus before Leviticus. Mm. Exodus, God gave instruction of building the house of worship. Exodus, towards when the end of Exodus was around what? The building of what? The house of, are you following me please? Yes, sir. Of worship. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's Exodus. Leviticus now began to speak of the usage of the house that has been built. Those are key knowledges that must have. Now, just take Zephaniah, Habakkuk, any random person from Israel. They don't have a house of worship, neither do they know the usage of the house. So that's why they can't, what Aaron and his sons are doing in the temple, they can't just recreate it from their mind in their own house. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? What am I trying to tell you? I'm just trying to tell you that worship, there is a kind of house that worship must be offered from. And he who builds that house, Christ is the builder of the house of worship. Any house that Christ did not build, worship can never ascend. Doesn't matter how hard you try yourself. So, so if we are saying, okay, ah, we are having these struggles now, we are trying to add our life and worship God at the same time. So what I'm, when, you, when a priest is looking at you, a priest will now, so is not looking at what you are trying to do. He already knows you can't do it. What is checking is what kind of house are you? <laughs> Just bring the house. We check the house. I know, I, we know what this kind of house can offer. God himself does not expect some worship from us because we are not built for it. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. So the, the problem with this thing it's not, maybe we are not making effort. You know, sometimes I speak to some of us and say, oh, I'm trying, but it's not working. I'm trying. It's because we are not, we missed something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not a, this is not a trying matter. We are missing mm-hmm. altogether. It's, a, it's allowing Christ to build us a house. Mm-hmm. When you are built, you don't struggle to worship. Mm-hmm. Worship is your natural. You are, you are a house of worship. When you are, what you are doing things, you are living as men are living, you are going to school, you are doing your, but you are, your house is not built for school. 
is what you have problem is when you have a house that has been built for school, you're not trying to worship God in that house. Mm-hmm. You try one day, worship will stop. You always will always be breaking. Amen. Because Amen. the house is not built for worship. It's not a house of worship. Am I saying something? Yes, I don't know if I'm speaking to us or am I just talking? Praise God. I said what? The house is not built for worship. If your house is built to take care of your family, you take, you think, anytime you are trying to worship, think of your family will always win. Because the house you are built like that. So this world, Satan is a builder of men. Give birth to a child from when they are tiny age. Satan has already he already has architecture. Yeah. He has already g- given contract to his architects in the spirit. What they call they call them spiritual wickedness in high places. Yeah. They are they are spiritual architects of life. They draft life. Mm-hmm. They will tell Satan based on this soul, based on the genes, based on what they have inside him, based on his abilities. They will say this is his IQ. These are his giftings. This is where he will excel, maybe in the arts or in. <laughs> based on that. This is the life we have designed that they can live. So let's now begin. They will now transport that architecture, give it to, to spirits. See now, as this child is growing up, make sure that this house is built in this way. Mm-hmm. Praise God. I'm using very natural terms. I'm explaining to you what happens in the spirit. Mm-hmm. All the spirits around you. So it's such a child that they want, if you want to build it a person certain way, you will discover that they will do things in your environment. Unduly, some of, some of us who have built, maybe, who have that thing of parents, family, all that. Amen. Mm-hmm. And of course, everybody has sense. You know what I'm talking about. I'm not saying that you, should, you shouldn't take care of your parents' family. I'm talking about... What I'm trying to tell you is that your house should not be a family-taking center. Mm-hmm. Your house should be a house of worship. Do you, you have enough spiritual sense to discern what yes, I'm saying? Yes. But what I'm trying to tell you is that the, the, the devil can build the house. When you have seen souls that you are trying to get across, mm-hmm. but the house is just built a certain way. Mm-hmm. That if that house is not torn down and rebuilt, there's nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. Praise God. I've I've written with somebody who just trying to get God's word across. Just trying to get God's word across to the person. And I discovered that the person's life flows according to phone calls. Mm. Hmm? Phone calls. From whom? That is the person's walk. His path. Phone calls create path for the person. Maybe just is I feel like breakthrough is about to happen. Something will just happen. They will just call. Mm. And once call come, response must happen because the house is built mm. for that. Mm. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? There's no, there's no strength. You can't, you can't elevate God more than any t- all those things. You know what I'm saying? Because of how the house is built, mm. the temple. Is to serve all those things. Are you getting what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Some houses are built for intellect, learning, intellectualism. Mm-hmm. 
when you bring, come to an intellectual house, you don't bring way of the spirit, life of the spirit. When you bring it, they will look at it intellectually. They will have mm. a weight. Okay, this one makes sense. That one makes mm. sense. They will take the one that, that appeals to them intellectually. But they can't do worship mm. because that house is built. What is worshipped in that house is the God of intellectualism. It's not God. It's not Yahweh. Talking about maybe doing expedient and cleaning in the house, taking care of the house, domestic cooking. There are some, some mostly, mostly ladies in this part who they've been built, maybe because of how they've grown up and whatever, their house is built as a what, home take, homekeeper, home caretaker. That's the house that's been built. Who built that thing? It's not God that built that. God does not build, God does not build things like that. God does not build things like that. God does not, will not build a person that has more inclination to respond to natural needs mm. than respond to him. God didn't build that. Parents can build it. Mm. Parents can use, God, Satan can use parents as the builders to build such house in kids. You get what I'm saying? So, the, their meditation, you know the way you, you can meditate scripture? Meditation is how the kitchen should look like. How things should be arranged. Are you know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. How you know what, it, what the kind of building you have is what flows inside you. Mm-hmm. It just flows. You are not even trying. You are not. Mm-hmm. It's just flowing. Mm-hmm. Praise God. You know, recipes can flow in people. You know, recipes yes, cooking. Yeah. It's just a flow. It's inside you. The mixture is going on. If they can hear the sound inside your soul, you're hearing sound of pot plate knocking each other. You mean inside? Praise God. <laughs> Is a house. Satan is bad. You know who Satan is. So yeah, you mean Satan can build a house that's of washing plate? <laughs> yes, he can do it. He can build a temple. Now this this temple is devoted to washing plate. That is this one's own. Praise God. It means that. Amen. Are you get what I'm trying to say? Yes, Satan builds anything. Satan is a profane fellow. He's an abuser of men. He can abuse men. Men that God created, He will yeah. use them, build a different thing yeah. inside of them. And now, one of the, the strongest temples you can build is the temple of self righteousness. Yeah. It's also a temple, it's a building of Satan. Yeah. He can do it. Yeah. You just build a standard, standard inside the manner, nothing can appease that standard. Yeah. It's just a righteousness standard. When God comes, God is unrighteous. Yeah. Holy Ghost is on. We have the spirit. They have their own standard. And you see, that's where religion comes from. Religion can build such things in people. Say, house. Are you seeing what I'm trying to tell you? So I'm trying to tell you, it's not really that. It's not that. Take a step back. It's not about all those things. Check your your framing. And Satan blinds. He say blinds men, the God of this world. If our gospel is veiled. Is way to them that are lost, whom the God of this world has blinded their mind. What? Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, right, should shine towards them. And you see, that's why what God is trying to invest in is in building, is in tearing down our building. 
and rebuilding his temple. The builder of the temple of God is Christ. Amen. Amen. And one of the most difficult things for men to accept is another building. Praise God. It's easier for men to accept, okay, I have just these three points for you. Go and add this to your life. So what you are doing, keep doing it. Just do this one, two, three more. Add these other things. Praise God. Those are the kind of messages people are used to. You go to church, three points for this, five points to this, five steps to this, ten steps to this, five ways to do that, five ways to do that. So you are giving precepts and tips to people. Praise God. Amen. People who are built, but such messages don't tamper with what Satan has built in men. And what, who, is this, who is this person? Stature. What stature is this? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But when you are beginning to... The true learning of Christ is that when Christ is coming, Christ will tell you, okay, this is your house. We can't use it all. This is your house. We can't what? We can't use this your house. So, Praise God. Amen. Amen. Are we tired? I want to go home. No, sir. <laughs> Amen. I died here. Okay. <laughs> it's possible maybe we have things to do. No, that's an image. <laughs> Praise God. So when Jesus Christ comes, he said that look, we can't use this house. But we have to tear this down. And we have to build another one. So, you know what? People who have this kind of issues, and I have struggled to, for me to release my house, to start being built. Maybe they are still building the foundation. Or maybe even the old one is still standing there. I just trying to tear it down. But, but for me to begin to release myself to this kind of thing, it took time. It took time. There were, there were years. It was, it was in 2013 that I began to yield to my house being torn down. And before then, I had already been relating with the word of righteousness for some years. Before I could agree for my house to be torn down. And the house, God was managing it. But my worship was not acceptable. Praise God. Hallelujah. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? When they are, what does it mean for your house to be torn down? They tear you down. You. They want to tear you down and build a house of grace. Just your own house cannot handle the things, praise God. Yeah. It can't handle the onslaught of the enemy. It can't, handle, it can't even handle God. Sometimes we, the problem is that we are trying to fit God into our, our building, our framing, our posturing. But we don't want that posturing to go. We want to fit God and then force the worship to go up. But 
the Lord said it, and they mentioned it in Hebrews, he said to Moses, that see that you build this house according to the pattern which was shown to you on the mountain. If, if he didn't build according to pattern, maybe he will build and then he will be waiting for glory. Glory will not come. Say, what happened now? We do not find out that one Israelite somewhere exchanged the rod they're supposed to put in there in the side with to, to wood. <laughs> Are you seeing how particular God was with the house? Go and read Exodus. Everything the material, the dimension, the measurement, the kind of cloth, the kind of design. The guys who will make it say, in fact, those guys from the day they were born have put things in them. Go and find them. Don't just bring anybody. A holy up. And so he said, the woman have put. The, the skill to design a cunning work. I've prepared them. Yeah. You're about to build a house. Now that is Old Testament. How much more specific is the New Testament? You think God will just dwell anywhere? That you anyhow you are worship will just be flowing. <laughs> I don't know if you are seeing the bottom, if you are touching the, the, the root of this matter. Are you seeing that? Why is it not? Why is there not flow? Worship supposed to flow graciously. Mm. If it's not flowing, it has to do with the house, mm. and then the skill mm. of the priest. Yes. Mm. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So don't um, think of. Word of righteousness as just something that is just making you better. Think of it as major reconstruction. They will tear you down and they begin to raise a man of grace. They will tear you down. They will begin to raise a person of grace. Jesus will begin to, to, to teach you. Praise God. He will begin to teach you. Amen. By the time I now began to submit to tear down, I had to become stupid again. I have to become foolish again. It's not easy to become stupid. Yes, sir. Yes. When you have friends, who you are. Oh. Praise God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Amen. 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 When you have friends. Amen. And young, back then, I had friends. And, and I had friends who... I had different kinds of friends. Because I was the kind of person who... My soul was versatile in a sense that anywhere you come from, I can flow with you in a sense. So God helped me with just natural wisdom. Guys who are into business, they will come with gist, you know, ideas flowing. Just once I put my mind, things will just start coming out. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> The bunch of guys then who were so quick, they started businesses and all what. Thank God that God helped me quickly. If not, only God knows what would have happened. And then I, and then also I was also a Christian boy, a church boy too. Praise God. So I also had now friends also in the faith who were also we also pursuing God together in a certain trajectory. Praise God. A certain trajectory. What I mean by trajectory, I mean if it didn't have to do with your house. It's just, you know, young adult ministry, working with the pastor, your praise God, fellowship, leading fellowship, 
and all of that. Praise God, ministry, ministrations, praise God, praying, sharing Bible, just good, good things. I, I want to give you a picture. So I wasn't like a sinner. Are you going to try to say? I wasn't a sinner. I was a child of God, a good child of God. But my house was different. It was, I, wasn't, I didn't have a house of worship. I had a different kind of... I had a, I had a church good boy hat house. A church good, church working, young adult leader hat. Are you seeing that? Are you seeing, are you seeing how a young, mm. vibrant, young adult leader can not might not have a temple? Mm. Praise God. I have mm. friends. We pray together. We, amen. amen. In fact, all, all our gisting is Bible, yeah. scripture, our jokes, our scripture, Bible, everything. I, so I'm just telling you, I'm, I, I was in worldly, in the worldly mm. sense. In the carnal sense of worldliness. Are you going to tell me what I'm saying? But I wasn't a temple. I wasn't a temple. Around that 2013, praise God. Hallelujah. Around that 2013, that's when God now began to, began to hit me. Praise God. The bulldozer God brought was my wife. Do you know what happened? What happened? When I went to my wife and then we went to start dating, I now realized that the spiritual boy has issues. That there were laws higher than me that required, that the relationship required that I did not have. Because when you're not talking of relationship with somebody, there's one thing it requires. Is that you can't do it well if you are still yourself. Mm-hmm. You, are in, you are in yourself. You are in control of yourself. In, in other words, it involves dying. Mm-hmm. And I did not know how to die. That wasn't part of my spiritual course. wasn't part of my spiritual training. Prayer, I'm there. Sharing word, I'm there. Preaching, I'm there. Everything else, I'm there. Ideas, I'm there. But dying, <laughs> what do I mean by dying? Praise God, you know that this whole thing is right. This is what we have to do. This is, what we do. This is the right thing to do. That's the matter. What you, you know what I'm talking about? Amen. Amen. And after I've talked about everything, da, 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 because as I was spiritually enough to know that God has left a long time ago, I'm the only one still talking. <laughs> forces. There are forces that line a house of God. There are forces like meekness. Forces like like weakness. Say weakness. Weakness. Weakness was in part of my spiritual training before. That's not even a thing. Have you ever seen I've never never heard a preaching like that before. Yeah. To be weak, to be meek, to allow your will to all those things. I was just but I was a spiritual boy. Are you getting what I'm saying? 
So one of the things that you the struggle you have is there's an inward uh, that when the, a house is built, not by grace, you always have an inward drive to keep things up, compete, keep going. Especially maybe if you have friends who you are joining together with and all that. Amen. Amen. Back then, by the time you are gisting, you must always have a current revelation in, in the sense that in your what have you learned, all those things. You must have things to say. You must have, praise God. One of my friends, who that one is an, is an apologist, not an apologist is, they are anointed to argue. That's just what they, they argue scripture from different angles. They just tell you, this is what the Bible says here. That Amen. Praise God. When the Lord began to break me, and I've found that most of the time I have nothing to say. Amen. 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 You get what I'm trying to say? I discovered that most of the time I have what? Nothing to say. I have nothing to say. Means that you begin to, I began to slow down. That it it no longer became about how many bullets you can shoot in one minute. Is that they are they are beginning to tear the down foundations, building inside the house. They are beginning to. Reshape the house. Praise God. Mm-hmm. Your, a bit of cool scripture has nothing to do with your house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I used to be a fountain of ideas before. Business, all that. Sometimes when, sometimes when those guys come around me, it's as if nothing is happening. I'll just be looking. Why? Because some of the things, the fountain that those things to flow from before is as if something has gone there. Sometimes even when I'm seeing things, I don't, I can't carry it out and talk. I can't because of something. They have begun to tear down the house from where those things were what were flowing from. Are you getting what I'm saying? You're getting what I'm saying. Praise God, it affected my school as well. Yes. I tell you it did not affect I'll be lying to you. I have to be real to you so that when when you're having your own experiences, you won't be going through some some fake thing that uh, it would be a nice thing that I can say no, I didn't affect my in fact, as soon as I started hearing what of righteousness, God started working on me and my grades won't increase. I just I, mean, I was getting the A's before. I now began to get A star. Not plus or star. So that's not what happened. Amen. Because praise the Lord. It's not easy to tear down a building. I know we are taking time. I'm not being un- unreasonable. Please, I just want to know there's something I just want to establish. Please. Amen. Amen. It's not easy to tear down a building. The problem is some of us, we are not willing to go through that. We are not willing to die so we can be resurrected. We want to manage it. Is there a way that, you know, that kind of, is it possible for this cup to pass over me? Is there a way we can, you are all powerful. Can't you just manage me somehow that I will appear in resurrection, but I won't go down to die? Don't crumble me. Let me add things, wash things out somehow, let things go away secretly. What? You know what I'm trying to say? Some of us are like that. We want to manage our mind. We think we'll manage and manage and enter into the presence of God. Managing. We don't want to 
to allow our our house to be torn down. And I want change from who you are. A fundamental thing breaking down. Amen. It got to a time when even my wife then I can't I can't even share scriptures. Most of the time we'll just be gisting. Amen. Before I used to come with laws, principles, why should you do this? Uh, you know, sometimes she's just she's just talking to me sometimes. When she's talking, I'm beginning to see things that should not be there. You know, that one, uh, that, that. you should have felt this way about that. <laughs> because that feeling is not a righteous feeling. You shouldn't have said this about that. You shouldn't have. Are you getting what I'm saying? That is a something that is. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. But the Lord now began to deal with me that it's not about all of that. You need to become a grace man. A grace. And how do you become a grace fellow? It, God, it takes time. They will tear you down. And now begin to, to unveil, rebuild you. Praise the Lord. Amen. By the grace of God. And they are still building me. They've not even started. Because every day I'm still seeing... I'm still seeing debris of the old building still inside me. Sometimes the old building wants to resurrect again. I have to now keep worrying. Are you get what I'm trying to say? But we must be willing to go through to go through that. Amen. 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 Sometimes it's just the simple things. Just doing the simple things and then inculcating the inculcating the fear of God. Praise God in the most little things. Just the most little things. Just the most little things. Don't think too big, too far, too grand. No, just start. When you are thinking too big, too far, too grand. That's where you begin to offend. A lot of offenses that arise among us. You speak to your brother anyhow. You treat them anyhow. Why? Because you are thinking of something. Your heart is not, you are not grounded. You are not in touch. You are not, praise the Lord. Sometimes your righteousness can do that to you. But when they tear you down, you become nothing. That's where you start from. You start spirituality from nothing. You start when you're building a righteous house. You start what? From nothing. You now begin to take your revelations one by one. Begin to leave them. Begin to let just like a baby. Again. Amen. Amen. Begin to leave them just like a baby. Amen. As then as you are finding strength. Amen. Amen. You are finding strength. I'm sure I'm using myself as an example. I've tried. There's no other example I know. It's the only one I know. It's not perfect. Amen. But it's just, I'm just trying to show you how God is just helping me little by little. Amen. Amen. So uh, you, you're finding, you now discover that some of the things that you wish to do, that you used to do with strength before, grace will now be coming little by little. Grace will be coming little by little for all those things. How to go about things. It, you, it's becoming. It's almost like you will be. You will be. 
you will be amen you they will build up a they will build up a capacity to respond to the flow of grace inside of you amen amen but the thing that you must be willing to undergo the patience for it As light is coming, keep using light. Just keep using faithfully. Just keep using light. Amen. Amen. Am I saying something? Yes, sir. Praise God. Hallelujah. You you keep using light. You keep using light. Be willing to. Amen. Kai. You know when Jesus was teaching about don't think for tomorrow, take no thought for your life. No, that's Matthew chapter six. He said many things there. I was talking about the the eyes is the light of the body. If you amen, it says, it says sufficient for the day is the. It says take no thought for tomorrow. All those mm-hmm. things. Now, he's talking about what stops stops men mm-hmm. from submitting to the program of God to raise His house in people. When you are thinking too much. Most of the time, what makes you overthink is because that instinct of preserving yourself is still alive. If that thing can go, many things will go with it. Praise God. What did I say? Your instinct to preserve your present self, your present image, who you are presently. Amen. Amen. Yes. When maybe friends who knew you before come around, you feel you need to have respond the same way to them. Now, if you have that feeling inside you, that is not just about that feeling in the moment. There are many things that feeling will be doing in your life. Yes, sir. You'll be doing a lot of things to protect that image, yes. to protect that person. Yes. You'll do a lot of it. That after a while, that thing will be, is what will be, it will be fueling thoughts, fueling worries, things you shouldn't be worried about. Yeah. Because there's, a, there's an image you are still protecting yeah. that you've not allowed to die. You've not allowed it to die. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You think it's easy to maybe. Um, be, at that time, I was a leader in young adults. So a lot of people look up to you. And there's a way they already experience. There's a way you flow normally. Okay. Amen. Amen. There's a way you what? You flow normally. normally. In fact, there are people who have taught Bible in a certain way before. <laughs> and now a new revelation is coming. Yeah. I don't even get what I'm trying yeah. to say. You've taught, there are people who have taught faith, faith of the son, not faith of the son, faith towards God, just faith of things, being able to handle things by faith, deal with things by faith. Amen. And then another season, God began to bring another season. After a while, you can, they're expecting flow. You know what it means? They're expecting flow from a place, but that place, place is, a, is a place that God is, is actively drying up. It's not easy. Now, if I want to maintain that thing because mm. of my pride, because of, you know, yes, you know, you know the feeling of having answer. Huh. You know, you always have answer and then they're coming again. 
And one of these guys, that time when this thing began to happen to me was season when he demanded, he had, he had issues in his life, serious issues. But issues that young person should not even have at that age. Mm. And then what I felt he needed was that old me mm. in that season. Are you hear what I'm trying to say? Mm. But I felt like I can't bring that thing, I can't resurrect that thing because it's like going back to, it's like what Peter began to do. Then Paul went back and began to warn him, You this Peter, because you see Jews coming from Jerusalem. And now turning back and begin to tell that Jews that they need to be doing Jewish things. Mm. And Paul warned him, Don't go back and resurrect what God mm. has destroyed. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? So it takes some kind of discipline. Some of us, the friends we have in the world. Amen? Amen. You might say, ah, but we don't hang out with them anymore. No, but they see your pictures. They are thinking, you know that, ah. So you, you, are, you, you must keep your life a certain way. It's a pressure. When, you are still, when that thing is still alive, you can't submit to being torn down and allow the grace to build you afresh allow grace to build you afresh from the beginning is this is this making sense when you are maintaining that old man eh, it's hard for you to be keeping him and worship not be flowing to him that area of worship will always be affected am i making sense to you Making sense to you? Yes, you have a question. Okay. Um, and some people had um, examples of, of like things that they call image. Image, yes. Yes, mm. that um, you might say may not necessarily be. That mm. um, like some people put there, for example, sleep. Netflix, yes. in terms of this is stuff that mm-hmm. breaks my fellowship. Somebody put fitness. Mm. Actually, fitness, okay. Yes. yes. Maybe like being obsessive about how you look. Yes. Um, somebody put um, um, letting go of like a personal goal that they've set for themselves. Yes. Maybe it's not so, it doesn't necessarily have to do with maybe how other people perceive you. It has to do with the weakness that okay. maybe a person has. Okay. Um, Sorry, I forget how I wanted to hear my question. Um, in terms of tearing down, what does that look like? Because yeah. th- this one that you've, this explanation that you've given actually, actually is, you know, but in trying to relate it to something like maybe sleep. Oh, okay. You know, where it's like, so what, do, what does the person do? Do I just... Like now, sleep like maybe sleeping too much yes like okay. i know some people struggle with that like i'm just bored so i'm just going to sleep or like okay. entertainment now okay um or comfort mm. like you know kind of just putting things up like i'm just chilling kind of thing yeah how in terms of like god breaking that thing down what does that look like you know submitting yourself to grace yes to, you know for that kind of thing praise god yeah mm. Satan is Sorry, I want so to say something yes. because now, once you've explained, yes, I know a lot of people have those ones where it's yeah. like you now need to Thank submit to being meek, you need to submit to, um, in terms of what you're saying, like yes. you not having answer, you need to be okay with that kind mm. of thing. But in this kind of one way, it doesn't really have to do with other people, other people seeing you, yeah. and, and especially in your thought life where things become really just very 
it has gone bad yeah <laughs> you know and then god like now breaking you down what what does that look like you know yes amen amen praise god hallelujah now um most things within the soul are connected well, you might not see the connection directly that's the wisdom of the devil now somebody who said my problem is just sleeping i sleep too much okay um is it to just say ah this is a sleep problem so you just have to deal with sleep but you might not see how that is connected to other things mm-hmm. but it is mm-hmm. yeah somebody sleeping too much not being serious Hmm? when it comes to things they should be serious with when you check it it's because there are other things they are serious with see that person that's just sleeping now I don't have a care, I'm just sleeping now I can't do anything, no strength to pray no strength to worship I'm just, I just like sleep I just want to sleep See that sleep, there's, there's something. Mm. When the person is like that, that you can whisper to the person that every sleep will dry up. <laughs> they, they don't want to sleep anymore. Hey, what did you say? What is happening? What happened? You see that thing is because of that area. That's why they sleep when it comes to things of God. Everybody has where their worship is going to. You just need to find it. Now, you see that area that can make a person, hey, what's going on? If you stop the worship going there, hmm? After a while, when it comes to things of God, you sleep is a small thing because of the weight of the reality of the calling. It's too important. The reason why somebody will be sleeping when they should be praying is because there's something else taking the priority of prayers and fellowship and communion and growing with God. In the life of the person. There's nobody free. Were they born in this world? They grew up in this world. There's nobody who is free. There's worship going. If it's not going to God, it's going somewhere. You just need to find it. I don't know if you if you agree with what I just said. Yes. Yes, entertainment can be a god. But what okay, let's see entertainment. What is entertainment? Just watching movies. Watching movie. Okay. Watch when you watch movie, are you are you staring at a blank screen? No. No. It's the things you like that just come in some form of movie that you are watching. Wow. 
If those things are not there, you won't watch. Nobody will sit down at a dark screen. I just like TV. It's not, it's not plugged in. It's just black. I just like watching TV. What makes people stay there is their life that is there, that they are watching. It's not that we are just watching TV. Praise God. Satan has done deep things. You need to understand that. If you say you like TV, why don't you always watch Message? That's true. <laughs> if you just like or for TV. Why must you see, be seen? For anybody who watches TV, what you are watching is something your life likes. I'm not saying that everybody that watches TV, I mean that anybody that watches it to a point where it affects things, where it affects what you should be giving to God. It's because there's something inside that TV huh. that is a secret love wow. that you are enjoying. Wow. That's the one you deal with. It's not about saying, okay, but it just not, it's not TV. It's not just TV hey, by itself. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Yes, sir. Oh. It's about the house. What, the house is, what is the house built to worship? Oh. Oh, I don't know if I answer your question. You, or you still have or, or you follow up try and follow up the question maybe it's, it's deeper the other aspects about it yes I, I don't know how to frame what I'm trying to say like okay okay now yes <laughs> the, this TV one yes yes praise God when you now say God wants to crumble the house Mm. Will I now just stop watching TV? Because for me, when I see that something is affecting my flow, yeah, I don't know. I have this all or nothing. It's like if these two things cannot exist, then one has to let go. Okay, let's use person that is fitness for example. Yeah, you see, okay, I want to start mm-hmm. taking my fitness seriously. Yes, somehow it will now just become this obsessive thing. This thing is messing with my fellowship. I'm no more getting fit. Let's be fat forever <laughs> because I can't. Like so. How do I insert God into something like that, like the entertainment thing? Because as I said, mm-hmm. if for me it's all or nothing, then I don't want it to break my fellowship, I'm done. So with Netflix now, or Instagram, I've deleted Instagram, don't catch me there again. Yeah. You know what I mean? But but then if it comes to now, and because, okay, mm-hmm. something like Instagram now, yeah. anybody, people should know like it breaks your fellowship because you don't know how you ended up there on CME's page for four hours. Mm-hmm. But but you're there and it broke your fellowship, right? And then um, I'm deleting the Instagram. So why? So when when it comes to not saying God is breaking the framing down, yeah. But this thing is still in your face. So what do I do? Do I just let me get off the internet? You know, or or what does that look like in terms okay. of God now breaking it? Okay, so down? so it's not breaking down. It's not. First, what you are doing outwardly. That's why I'm, that's why I'm talking about the priestly side. If you don't deal with what is happening inside, there's no point dealing with what is happening outwardly. Okay, so what's just first? Yeah, what's happening inside is that the heart has not settled. Amen. Okay, let's read it from the scripture. Let's go back to the Bible. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Very well. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go back to the Bible. Now, this is the, this is the answer. Verse 3. 
said, if our gospel is veiled or is hid, it is hid to them that are lost, right? In whom the God of this world has blinded their mind, the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should do what? Shine unto them. So what the, the, the problem with this is blindness of the minds is blindness of the mind when you say someone who is taking so anybody who is doing fitness at the expense of your holy calling you have no other problem is it blind something is wrong with your spiritual mind is because of that blindness that makes that thing higher in your heart mm. it's because the the calling mm. is not open to you mm-hmm. it has in the, you know the way the feeling of how my body looks how we ought to look you know how, that, how real that thing feels mm-hmm. that thing inside that the awakeness of it the reality of it calling is not like that inside you mm-hmm. are you seeing that so what that means is that you are in, inwardly you are framed to towards fitness. Your house is not a house for calling. It's not a temple. Are you seeing that? What causes that is it's a blindness of mind. Let us look at Ephesians chapter four. Paul explained it more there. Because the way he explained it is Gentiles. No Jesus Christ said it after all these things. Do the Gentiles seek? Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Ephesians. Sorry, I went to Galatians. Ephesians 4. Am I correct? Okay. I'll read from verse 17. Ephesians 4 17. It says, This I say therefore and testify in the Lord. That ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. Mm-hmm. That means their mind is vain. Why is their mind vain? It's blindness. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Mm-hmm. Having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their what? Mm-hmm. Of their heart. Mm-hmm. Because of what? The blindness of the okay now let's um okay let's read on who being past fiend have given themselves to lasciviousness to walk all uncleanness with what greediness but ye have not so learned Christ if so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus that ye put off concerning the former conversation the old man. That old man is the old house that you put him of, which is corrupt, according to the deceitful laws, and then be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and then that and you put on the new man, which after God, say after God, is a different kind of man you need to put on in your soul, which is after God. That's the characteristic of the temple. It is after God. 
That word after God, everything is pants after God. It looks after God. It, it, it pursues God. It longs for God. It's what it feels as reality is God. See, which after God is created in righteousness and what true holiness. Praise God. Are you seeing this thing? So, say put off. Put off the old man. Put on the new man. Now, the problem is that many of us, we are not, we haven't, we have not come to a place where we are beginning to entertain the conversation of putting off. We want to take that old man and wear holy things on him. I don't know if you are able to see the difference. If we can cite that difference, then I feel feel what God wants to do today has been done. This is where most of our struggles come from. Is that this is where it is? We want to take that old man, put ornaments on him, put on badges, badges of revs revelation, badges of, you know, I have praying badges of all kinds of things, badges of, you know, participating in brethren life, badges of, what other badges do we have? Going to meeting, badge of listening to message, we put badges, badges, badges. On him, but he's the old man. When it's time for old man to do what old man does, which is worship, channel worship, it will happen effortlessly. It doesn't matter what you put on him; it will just happen. It's it is a, he is framed for that. He is framed for that. It's just framed. You sometimes you wonder how some things happen. You can bring almighty revelation, out serious atmosphere of the spirit. One little nonsense thing can just remove somebody from that um, spiritual position. Just little one thing that doesn't... You wonder, why can this little thing distract such a soul in this kind of atmosphere? It's because of what he is framed for. He doesn't have any... any he doesn't have any defense. Praise God. Some, some, someone can be have all these badges, but well, one tiny offense, mm. they will do things that they will, you won't forget that they are even born again. Oh. Now, who did that thing? Mm-hmm. Is that old man who is still very much alive? Mm. Because they never entertained the conversation mm. of putting him off. So they put things on him, mm. but you can't change him. He's the leopard, you can't change the spots. Mm. You can color the spots, but you can't change it. You must stop being in the family. Mm. Are, are you getting what I'm trying to mm. say? That's what Paul is saying here. Amen. Amen. So, I just want to let us know that putting off is not the same as attaching things to. Masquerading. We must be willing to put off. And when you are putting off, you are putting off. It means you must be willing to become another person. That's just it. You have to be willing to become another person. Let he was willing to let the old man go. What makes it difficult is that that old man, many things are tied to him. There are many things that we, we did, they are tied to him. Many, many, we can't even envision okay, what kind of if I let this man go now, what is there? What is there? Satan knows how to make you feel one way. Ah, your life will just be boring. The what, okay, what is there now that someone will even be making somebody happy? What is that? Almost of all these things are tied to old man. Let old man go. 
let old man go. Praise God. Amen. Well, you see that that old man, all the offense you have, that people offended you, is that old man that they offended? Yes, sir. <laughs> and if you don't, there are some things that are so tied to old man, you can't remove them. They married him. Huh. You must let him go. When you put off old man, you also put off his conversation. Mm-hmm. Let's read that place. Verse 22. So that you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful laws. So when you put off him off, you put also off his conversation. But some of us, we are trying to change conversation. We are having the same man. We want to change the conversation. You can't change the conversation. Because the conversation is tied to the old man. So we must allow ourselves to let the Holy Ghost ground us and begin to start just from the scratch. God can rebuild you. Christ can rebuild you. And he wants to rebuild you. He wants to build you into his own kind of house. When they build you, you will be framed the way you were. You will become a house of worship. Your natural thing will be to worship. You will be a natural worshiper. You watch TV. You can't be watching TV, worship is going on. When you're watching the movie, what you're seeing is not what other people are seeing. People can be seeing fine cloth, nice. They are seeing the, you know, the, you know the movies are somehow, you know, the attitude, the way she just spoke to him. Something about that that can speak to you. If you're old man, you're watching the movie with old man, that's what you'll be getting from the movie. Ha! Ah, the wish just handled him. Hey, look at the way. He are you get what I'm saying? After a while, it will minister to the old man. You, the old man is enjoying it. For that same movie, a different house can watch it, and he's seen something else. It seems something different. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? So it's not about all the other things. It's just that you must be ready to put off the old man. I can tell you, it can be done. It must be done. We need to stop some things. I'm honestly speaking. We need to stop some things. Because we've been around these waters for enough. You know the nature of... You know some of us have become so bad. We can use scriptures to justify things. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't, you are heading in the wrong way. You will, you will get to destruction quickly. Don't do that. Allow what God wants to do in you to be done. Allow it. When you are... When you allow yourself to, the sign you've allowed yourself to be rebuilt by God and to crumble your old man is that you allow the word to now begin to minister to, to little things that normally you should not even. What makes a person shut down their eyes towards a commandment? Why? It's because old man does knows that he's not accepting, he has a stake in that thing. He can't just accept it. But by the time you say, okay, we are shutting this down, then you are no longer afraid to obey commandment. Yes, if you feel like your commandment wants to kill you, you won't fear, okay, I'm already decided to die anyway. Yes, <laughs> what does what does, what does you want to do? Oh, <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> tell you something, that's one of the most blessed places to be. Wow. Kai, you don't, you don't know that feeling if you've not gotten there. Know the Hi. feeling. The feeling where inside your heart, you and God, you are staring at each other. 
you know that I'm willing to follow you anywhere you are going. Why? Because you've helped me and I've dropped down all the things I was carrying. You know the things I was protecting against from exposing to your instructions? Now I've let them go. So they are not afraid. Anything you want to instruct, yeah, yeah, bring it, let's go and do it. That's the art. It is a blessed place to be. When you arrive at that place, God begins to change, begins to plan and project heavenly destiny upon your life. Yeah. So many of us are not there. We are not at that place yet. But God wants to push us to that place. You won't be finding... In that place, walking by faith becomes natural. Because you're, you're not picking and choosing instructions to do. You are just, as they are coming, you are doing them. You are coming, you are doing them. You're not protecting any reputation, you're not protecting any image, you're not doing any, You have no stake in the matter. You have no business. Okay, God said we should do this, you just do it. God said I should say sorry, I should forgive, I should I apologize. God said, as it's coming, you are just doing it. When that thing is coming, normally it's the old man that says, no, ah, we have something to protect too. Your reputation, you know, you are not the one that offended. You are not the one that did this. You are not the one that did that. Why? Good man asks questions. When instruction is coming, he has many, many reasons for you to consider. You have to consider too many things. And when God is instructing you, and you have many things to consider, is a sign that old man is alive. You have to plan, budget. Okay, ah, but it's not every time you just apologizing now. Sometimes they will still leave them alone so that they will realize they've done wrong. And so that, who is talking? Old man. I get what I'm trying to tell you. Praise the Lord. So, we need to, what will put, to put off old man is not something you do by strength. But what I'm just trying to tell you is that the grace for it is here. The light, the revelations, what you need to do is already there. You just need to agree. And engage with the word in that way. That Lord, I'm ready for you to rebuild a house, a true house in me that will stand the test of time. Praise the Lord. The Lord will help us. Amen. Amen. I just want to apologize for taking so much time. I'm sorry. Um sorry that I that I couldn't um finish earlier. Praise God. Um Amen. Can we just bless the name of the Lord? Let's thank him for for speaking to us today. Thank you, Jesus. We worship your name. We give you glory. We bless you. Thank you, our Father. We just thank you. Let's ask God for just grace, supernatural grace, and help from above. We need help. We need grace from get from God to walk uh, to walk in these things. No man can do it by themselves. It will take heaven. It will take heaven. But as heaven is coming, we need to be yielding. So that's why we need grace from God. To be yielding to Him. Let's just begin to ask Lord for supply of grace. Just Lord supply grace to us. 
Supply your grace to us. Supply your grace to us. Supply your grace. Supply your grace to us. Supply your grace to us. Supply your grace to us. Supply your grace. We need more. We need more of your grace. We need more of your grace. We need more. We need a lot more grace. Help us. Help us. Help us. We know this is it's not an easy task for you to tear down our building. Build and rebuild your own building in us, but we trust you that you are able to do it. Come and help us, Lord. Come and help us. Help us. It's not of him that wills or he that runs, but it's of you that showeth mercy. So we need you to show us more mercy. Help us, Father. We ask, come and take away every veil, the veil which Satan has has put, the veil over our heart that makes us not be able to appreciate and to see the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, the gospel that want to make us glorious. You know, you know, glory only comes upon your house. It doesn't come upon any other kind of house. It takes the house which you have built for glory to rest. And I want to rest in glory. I want your glory to be upon me. Come and help me, Father. I yield my heart to help. I yield my soul to help. Let's just begin to pray. If you, if you, if deep in your heart you just feel you need help to yield, just to yield fully to the Lord. Just begin to ask Him. He hears you. He hears this kind of prayer. Just Lord, help. Ask for help. David said, "I lift up my eyes to the hills from where come when comes my help. My help cometh from the Lord. Help comes from Him." The Lord can can give you help. He can send help. The Lord is a, he helps people. He's a helper. He's a present help in time of need. Let us begin to ask, Lord, just help my soul. Help me in yielding to you, in giving up everything. My former conversation, my former loss, my former framing, my former house. Come and help me to give it up. I want to give it up. I want. To, I love your own house. I love your own building. Come and build your house in me, Lord Jesus. Amen. 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 Things they need to deliver us from are the lies of Satan. That the lies that make us feel our old house is too important. That our old building is too important, which is a lie, is a lie. It's just stopping us from glory. It's a hindrance to what God wants to do with us. Let us pray that the Lord will give us grace to overcome lies of Satan concerning his work he wants to he too is a builder he wants to protect his work that's why he lies to us about his work but let us pray that the lord will just help us to be able to to discern his lies priestly sight to be able to detect his work in us so they can be pulled down jesus christ said that uh, the bible says that he um amen that he began to destroy all the works of the devil amen so let us pray that those works will begin to be destroyed you know let's continue to pray amen for this reason for was the son of god made manifest to destroy the works of the devil that those works will be destroyed in us no matter how secret how sophisticated no matter how cunning the works are that they will be found out by light light will fish them out 
matter the depth at which they have been sown, that all those works will be destroyed. They will be destroyed by God. The Lord will destroy those works. Ishimanatano, ekriando, 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 ekrisamaskide, ekriando diva da liveno, liveno, liventa, eventa, livendo, livende, livene, live. Let's begin to pray that Lord make us a house of worship. Make my 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 soul your temple. Make me your tabernacle. That I will begin to flow in, in worship towards you. Amahena, make me a true worshiper. The time is coming and now is when true worshipers will worship in spirit and in truth. Make an see Eleanor, Alena, Elena, 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 Olienta Zuda, Gretazo, Conte Limaninoskeven, Hona Haranota, Orikamazahoni, Kamazekana, Doske Diva, and Tona. Thank you, our Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Oh Lord, we thank you today. Father, we bless your name. We give you all the glory. Thank you, Lord, for helping us this afternoon, Father, to just begin to cite this holy expectation. It's a holy calling which you have given to, our, to us so that we can, we can be fashioned according to your own image, Father, so that we can, we can walk with you, so we can walk with you, so we can become true worshippers of you. Father, I pray for every one of us, and we pray that you will begin to release your help from heaven. That I pray, let every heart this afternoon, every single heart, any, everyone, everyone who is listening, everybody who will ever listen to this, I pray, let the, such hearts connect help. May we connect help, divine help, grace, gracious help, Lord. Father, to do the impossible to man. Mm-hmm. Father, we know with you it's impossible. Mm-hmm. I pray you begin to help us to put off the old man. Mm-hmm. I pray that you, all the structures, which the darkness, which this world has mm-hmm. built, images which have been erected, which has tampered with your worship, mm-hmm. I pray that you begin to judge them. Mm-hmm. You begin to tear them down. Mm-hmm. You begin to crumble them by your own strength. And by your own power, I pray for in every one of us, you will build a temple of worship which will constantly give glory and praise to your name. We are, we are a people of pleasure. We are a generation of pleasure. I pray, I pray so shall it be for us that it will be said of us that we pleased you Amen. even to the end. Amen. Thank you, our Father. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth.